0: This
1: episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers
0: were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we examine the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this is our mini episode. It's a mini in theory, it's a mini. Yeah, but I think that there's a lot of shit in the news. Yeah, this news cycle, so it might be a little bit
1: less Ooh, mini, right?
0: A larger miniature. Um. Well, the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about today, and I feel like I, I am only bringing this up right away because I am not good at news news and i feel like i need to be better at like real news like shit that's actually happening in the world and um so i listened to the podcast uh, the daily zeitgeist which uh-huh. is a really good podcast on the house of works network and i listened about the michael cohen raid because i was like i need to understand what happened here yeah so um i think it was on friday Michael Cohen's, who is, like, the personal lawyer for Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. his office was raided by the FBI. Wow. The FBI was like, hey, there's some shady shit going on here. We're fucking coming in. And I was like, okay, but, like, what does that mean? Should we be excited? Should we not be excited? Because I feel like there's many moments where I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening. And then... And then you... And then it doesn't happen. And then nothing happens. So I guess what happened was... It has nothing really to do with the Mueller investigation okay. into, like, you know, Russia and all that shit. But, what? well, I don't know yet, because we don't know what they found. But what I do know is that Robert Mueller, he, like, took information to the FBI and was like, hey... Because, you know, he couldn't do it himself, so he was like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is some shit you might want to look into. And then the FBI, and one of the the people who, like, okayed this, he had, like, donated a ton of money to the Trump campaign. He was, like, a... And he agreed to like Trump. go
1: in and, and investigate? Yes. Wow. Like he signed off
0: on it. That's so it's like amazing. You know that there's some shit there. Yeah. Like there has to be for some shit. For someone
1: who like will probably stick his neck out to protect him to be like, yeah, we should look into that. That's pretty intense.
0: Right. Yeah. And they don't just go in for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. So like they went in, they raided his office without giving them any notice, of course. So they couldn't like cover hide anything shit. up or hide yeah. anything. And Donald Trump is fucking
1: piss. I can't wait for this movie to happen. Like I know. 20 years from now like the Donald Trump movie. Totally. It's yeah. Be great. Yeah. Who would be cast as Donald Trump? Oh, we don't know 20 years from now. Who could it be? It must be someone <gasps> who's young right now. Yeah, fucking the kid from Love actually? Oh, okay. With an American oh, accent.
0: He's so cute. He is don't super cute. do that cute. to him.
1: <laughs> I know, but I feel like he could play. He's a really good actor. We're and I don't know why him. his face, I feel like when he's older, he
0: might be able to like pull off that scowl. With some prosthetics, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, But so they went in and Donald Trump is like super mad, obviously. He was like, hey, don't touch my stuff. Yeah, <clears> don't <throat> touch my stuff. Mom. You're not my dad. You're not my real dad. <laughs> Um, but he was basically like just like, you know, going on and on about attorney client privilege. But it was kind of like, well, you're not protected if he was helping you cover up something. Like, if you were, if he was helping you with a crime, yeah. it doesn't fall under attorney client privilege. Yeah. So you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And then this story just kept getting juicier and juicier, right? Because <laughs> the like, the juice. The juice. Because I think it was yesterday, um, Yesterday, they were at court, and they were trying to be like, we can't reveal who this third private client is of Michael Cohen, like, because it would cause him embarrassment. That's what they said. And the judge was like, I don't give a shit. Like, That's not how this works. He has to tell me and, um, so in court, like, he didn't wait for someone else to tell me. He didn't tell him privately or, like, write it down or anything. In court, the guy was like, well, we can't tell you because it would be embarrassing because the third client is Sean Hannity. <laughs> <coughs> I was swallowing wine. <laughs> Holy shit, how savage is that it's shit? amazing. Sean Hannity's it, was what, he there? He's No, but he's oh, a man. client of Michael Cohen, who's, like, this crooked lawyer for Trump. Oh, my God. And then Sean Hannity, like, got on Twitter, because I mean Look, man, I still don't get Twitter. I don't like Twitter. I have a personal Twitter now that I have literally not tweeted on at all. Yeah. But I got on Twitter, because I know that's where, like, shit goes down, mm-hmm. and, like, searched Sean Hannity to see what he had to say for himself, and he's basically, and he's repeated this on Fox News... But he's basically saying, like, he's not my lawyer. He was never my personal lawyer. I may have talked to him about some stuff, but I was under the impression that that was confidential. <laughs> and it's like, well, if he wasn't your lawyer... Then, then there's
1: it, no confidentiality. Correct.
0: Like, it wouldn't be confidential, so which is it? Like, you can't yeah. have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... um, It's stupid people
1: trying to think... It's, like, stupid people who think they're smart and can outsmart people by saying things like that and don't realize that they're, like, digging their own grave.
0: Yeah. He's just digging himself deeper and deeper. And, like, Fox News is standing behind him. And it was so weird to listen to them break this news because they had to, right? Yeah, and they're like, fuck. And the way they did it, they were like... They were like, and they've announced a third client of Michael Cohen, and it's... Like one single tear coming down their face. <laughs> no, they, they acted, like, detached, right? They, yeah. They, like, they didn't know him, right? They were like... Yeah. So, um, they've announced the third client of of Michael Cohen, and it's Sean Hannity. And in other news, and you're like, what? What? You can't just wait, do that. Wait, Repeat yourself. You can oh. just touch on that and walk what? away. What? No. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that was amazing. And basically everyone is, like, because he's had, like, Michael Cohen on the show and talked to him and acted like he was super, like, partisan or, you know, like, bipartisan about the whole thing. And yeah. in reality, it's like you had a personal relationship with this guy. What? You know what I mean? Like, you didn't disclose that to your listeners? That's super messed up. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to, I don't want to go deeply into it because I, in truth, do not really know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I just try to absorb information and then spit it back at you because... I know less than you, Keegan. That's fine. What, I, I mean, like, I feel like I'm like, I need to educate myself on these things. But at the same time, there are certain subjects that I feel like are almost too complicated that just don't stick in my brain. Okay. All right. What else? Do you want to talk about Coachella? I mean, sure. It's happening.
1: So right? let's do it. Okay. So last week was the first week of Coachella. And some celebrities have kind of spoken up about some of the shady business involving the owner, or I shouldn't say the owner of Coachella, but the... Founder person? It's like his company is, um, like, owns, yeah, I guess owns it. Yeah. It's the, it is the, and I'm going to say his name wrong, Anschutz?
0: Anschutz.
1: A-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z. I don't know. Anshoots? I don't know.
0: I've heard about this guy being like problematic
1: entertainment but... group. So, he is an entrepreneur that like he oh, like has property ownership. Like here, I'm just going to like list to you some of like the many things that he fucking like is in charge of. Land ownership, rail and petroleum business, entertainment, the Anshoots Anshoots Entertainment Group, hmm. soccer, other sports.
0: Philanthropy. Just soccer. Like of uh, the broad like, <laughs> soccer. But then
1: it says other sports. Other business ventures. Blah, 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 blah. Political and religious activism. I'm going to touch on that for sure. So this is what's kind of coming out. This guy is... He supported the Parents Television Council, a group that protests against television indecency. He financed and distributed films with Christian themes for mass audiences, which is, you know, fine. Whatever, do what you're going to do. Such as Amazing Grace, Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, Witch of the Wardrobe, which is cool, I guess. Love that movie. Um, (laughs) Not going to lie. So this is is kind of like, all right, whatever, not too bad. Reportedly donated to conservative causes and groups which are openly anti-gay. Anti transgender and anti abortion. He responded to the reports by saying, Neither I nor the foundation fund an organization with the purpose for expectation that it would finance anti LGBTQ initiatives. And when it has come to my attention or the attention of Onshoots Foundation that certain organizations, either the foundation or I have funded, have been supporting such causes, we have immediately ceased all contributions to such groups. But Onshoots, Anschutz, motherfucker, this, this bitch, Contributed $1 million to conservatives during the 2016 U.S. elections, including pro-life and pro-gun candidates, and $200,000 to Republican politicians and political action committees during the 2017 off-year elections. So... He's claiming he's like, oh no! Like as soon as we find out that they're a part of this stuff, like we back out. There's no way. But th- that's complete bullshit. It's because contradictory with his own personal. It's worldview. contradictory. But again, he's saying these things in hopes that people aren't going to dig a little deeper and see the people he's given his money well, to. You know
0: what? It's weird because I've heard that this guy's been really controversial for a while. He has been. This is not
1: a new thing. He's been
0: the bedfellows because w- I remember when Standing Rock was happening, people were like. He has some weird connection with Standing Rock, if I'm not, like, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I might be mistaken about that, but I'm pretty sure. Because I remember people being really up in arms about, um, you know, people like to make fun of the fact that Coachella is, like, cultural appropriation central. Like, I music mean, festivals is, in general. Yeah. And then also to have him have, like, giving money to pipelines and things like that. Like yeah. Like, oil, oil yeah. pipelines.
1: He's, he's a piece of shit, for real. Like, he's just... Not an
0: honest. Well, listen. You can have man. whatever beliefs you want, and like exactly. that's that's fine. And honestly, to me, back up those beliefs if you want. If you have By the money, being a good person. Well, if you have the money and you want to donate to this cause or that cause because it's important to you, yeah, I would never say like we should stop people from doing that. What I have a problem with with him is that you've built an empire on the back of something like Coachella, which is really, like, on the back of a lot of liberal ideologies.
1: That's, yeah, I was talking to my boss about it, and she's like, that doesn't even make any sense, and I read her that whole thing that I just read to you guys, and she was like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense with, like, the culture of the people that you're Bringing together, but that it doesn't matter because yeah. he's making so
0: much money. And he's laughing all the way to the bank. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So like he can take your money. Like that's. I think we all just need to decide, and this is something that I've learned as a consumer, getting older, is you do have buying power, mm-hmm. and you can withhold. Now people won't. It's Coachella, mm-hmm. and people are not going to not go to Coachella. Like a it's,
1: lot of celebrities this year, though, like Patricia Arquette and a few other, like. Yeah lower ranking celebrities have but said things
0: on the on the grand scale it's not no, ever gonna like you know I've, go away i've never heard
1: about this before though
0: you know what i mean and like but i'd heard things last year you you know like the yeah. things have been circulating for a while like yeah. if you wanted to dig deep and like learn about this stuff you you could yeah but people just want to have a good time and I, yeah. I don't blame them for that but there are certain things you can't do i turn off the radio when Chris Brown comes on in my car. Like, yep. there are just certain things that you, you know, you draw the line where you feel like you need to. But, exactly. But it is shitty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's very shitty. I feel
1: like people ought to know. Yeah, people ought to know. know. Put that on the airwaves. They ought to know.
0: Get that in their earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next, Keeks? Well, I've got a couple of things. I guess since we're kind of on a... Music kick right now. Okay. Um, Kendrick Lamar just won the Pulitzer for for his album "Damn," cool. which is crazy. He's the first hip hop artist to win that award. Not only is he the first hip hop artist to win that award, but he it's the first time that since the music category was introduced for Pulitzer that a classical or jazz musician has not mm-hmm. won that award so, that's really cool yeah and he won unanimously across the board and wow. there's a really good quote i can't say you. i really know any of his music
1: because i don't know any music from this day people <laughs> keep talking about a cardi b never
0: heard <laughs> song of by her. i hear she's great i like cardi b um She's... I don't know fascinating. Kendrick. Cardi B yeah. is fascinating. As a person,
1: I've been... Like, I always read articles and stuff about her, but I don't... I can't say I've ever heard any of her songs. I've probably heard a Kendrick song without realizing I've heard a Kendrick you song. You 110% have. But I don't... But that's the thing is that I don't...
0: Well, he did the music for Black Panther, so I okay. definitely heard it there at least.
1: Fair minute. Yeah. No, and I know that he's good. I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't... Like, I either listen to, like, my Spotify or I listen to, like... What we have is, like, K-Earth, which is, like, 80s for the most part. Nothing or wrong with like, that.
0: Or, like, Coast 103.5. Oh, I love Coast 103.5. I'm not going to um, lie. In oh, Christmas time? Yes. Amazing. We all the time. all the Christmas music. But I
1: don't really listen to any Kendrick contemporary is... stations anymore. Not because I'm like, oh, fuck this, or I'm going to be whatever. I just kind of, like, got out of the loop of it. And now if I, like, ever flip to those channels, I'm
0: like, I don't know what any of this is. I don't really uh, need to, you know. I think part of that happens as you get older. Like, whenever I was a teenager, I was all about finding new music. Like, so down to, like, hear new music. I think when you get older, you kind of get settled into your groove, and you're like, "Eh, I'm good. And, well, I kind of like listening to, like, some alternative new music and things like that. I just... I think I've stopped pretending to like
1: music that I just aren't interested in i'm not in. interested in
0: i love kendrick lamar and i've actually come i've cycled back around to like digging hip-hop i actually do dig hip-hop now but i respect it and when i do hear it i and i hear it
1: good stuff i completely 100 percent respect it and enjoy it but you it's will not like
0: kendrick lamar i'm then. sure i would and i'm sure i've heard some of his songs but yeah he is he's truly an artist like really kind of like the voice of a generation yeah um for generation Z for the younger generation like my little brother actually said that to me whenever I we were talking about something and he was like this is how i know there's a generation gap because mm-hmm. he said to me um, was there a musical artist who was like the definer for your generation like Kendrick is for our generation like he said that to me um <gasps> and but, you're like uh, Britney I Spears was like, a <laughs> million years old <laughs> Um, the Spice Girls? I don't know. I mean, for our generation, if it's, like, equating... He's 18, so if it was, like, equating it, I'd say, honestly, if we're talking along the same lines, it probably would have been Kanye, because Kanye was lit at that time, like, yeah. whenever we were in as high As far school. as hip-hop goes, I definitely would agree. Um, So, he like, won, I know what I'm talking about. He won the Pulitzer for the album uh, Damn, and... The administrator of the prizes said in an interview... The time was right. We are very proud of this selection. It means that the jury and the board judging system worked as it's supposed to. The best work was awarded a Pulitzer Prize. That's fantastic. Yeah. She added, It shines a light on hip-hop in a completely different way. This is a big moment for hip-hop music and a big moment for the Pulitzers. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So it's super, super cool. And, you know, he's only 30 years old. He's yeah. He's barely older than me, but he is just fucking crushing it. So That's amazing. Um. Hats off to Kendrick Definitely. Lamar.
1: I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I remember being very excited that um, Bob Dylan won a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Yeah, Minnes- last year. Minnesota. Yeah. And I fucking love Bob Dylan. Me too. He's so rad. Yeah. That's awesome. Go Kendrick. Um, Did you hear that uh, Cash Me Outside Girl is no- is nominated for like a Billboard Music are Award? Are you
0: fucking kidding me? Is yeah. Is it for that Hey
1: Bitch song? I
0: don't know. I haven't heard it. Anthony made me watch the video for that Hey Bitch song <laughs> and I wanted to die. <laughs> I wanted to die. She's such a fucking fool. It's but god, I mean this is the thing and I know it's more complicated than this and more nuanced than this, but can we please just stop making stupid people famous, right? Like, why are we doing this? Like and you know what? Actually, fine. Her her like ability is fine. Like she she doesn't make terrible songs. You know She's what I mean? She's just a piece of shit person. It's just it's just can we stop rewarding people's Mm -hmm. bad behavior like I feel like such an old person but I'm like can we stop rewarding people's bad behavior like I feel this way about like Farah from Teen Mom too Mm -hmm. I'm like can we stop giving her attention and money and endorsements and shit because she's a really bad parent and like a bad person you know honestly the thing is is if
1: she was a mom on Teen Mom who one day decided to get into adult films I could Easily forgive
0: that. That's each person. That person's... doesn't bother me. It's not yeah. the adult film that bothers me necessarily. She's just a
1: horrible. It's everything
0: about the way that she parents that bothers yeah. me. Like she's. She's not nice. Like, she's not nice to her mom, and her mom's not nice to her either, but she's also not good to her kid. Like, yeah. There's just, and she's obviously narcissistic. Like, there's issues with her. But yeah. But yeah, Cash Me On fire Girl. What's her name? Danielle, something? I don't care. I don't care.
1: It's something like that. I don't. She's known as, like, Bad Babe with, like, H's in there or something, I think, for her rap name.
0: But why? (laughs) But why? (laughs) You know? It's just frustrating to me. Um, okay, well, we're just, like, cycling through these. This might yeah. not be as long as I thought. I um, have,
1: like, a just a pop culture kind of thing. What do you have? I have a couple of other
0: things. Okay. This one is uplifting. Okay. Um, we're, like, trying to decide. Mine's not,
1: like, uplifting. It's just a fact. It's, it's kind of feminist news. Okay, yeah, bring it. Okay, so have you ever read the book The Female Persuasion? I have not. I haven't either, and I don't think I'm going to because it... Sounds really white feminist. Oh no. Um, but they are making a movie and it is, and Nicole Kidman is involved. Okay. She is produced. She's producing it and allegedly starring in it. And people either like really like this book or they really hate it. They say it's about idealism, feminism, white women, mentorship, mm. and roughly
0: our modern era. Mm. Yeah. If. Uh, okay, I don't want this to sound like I'm being like discriminatory, but if white women is in the title, I'm kind of like, do we need a book for that? Well, yeah. Well, that's they're like saying every it, book before 1910. That's,
1: that's how these people are describing it. Um, It follows Greer Kadetsky, a young woman with dreams and aspirations who looks to her mentor, a glorious Dynam esque character named Fatith Frank, who gets paid to head a foundation and spout empowerment feminist aphorisms. Yeah, and they're and they're kind of trying to decide who is going to be the uh the younger female role in this, and they were like, maybe Catherine Newton, Hermione Granger, Elle Fanning, the girl from what is oh it says which, I thought it was like two V's, and then it goes Lena Dunham. I was like, oh god, I hope not Lena Dunham. We'll talk about my hatred for Lena Dunham someday. Yeah. Um. But, mutual, mutual hatred. Yeah, for real. Or mutual. But yeah, I don't know slack. much about it. Um, I kind of want to look more into this book just to kind of be able to back up my statements yeah, a little bit. I, I
0: can't speak on it because I don't know enough about it. Right. But I do know that. I these... just wanted to bring it up to the fact that it's happening. Yeah. So listen, if you have read that book and can provide some insights, please email us. Because yeah, for sure. No.
1: For sure. And I mean, I'm sure there's something for me that I would get out of it because it may speak to my existence in some way, but that's a very small window. And
0: look, that's okay. Like, you know, white women's existence is a different existence than than others, so that's fine if it speaks to that group of people and, like, they have something that's interesting to them. The only thing that makes me kind of roll my eyes is just like, well, but that was, that's most things. You know, like most things are catered to you. Right. So I, I, I mean, I I get it. So I'm like, okay, I I get it.
1: Yeah, even the New York Times kind of like tweeted something putting Lena Dunham and the author Meg Wolitzer. And it says, like, Lena Dunham, Meg Wolitzer, our work here is done. Why exactly would the pairing of Lena Dunham and Meg Wallitzer mean that the work of the New York Times book review and maybe feminism is done? The tweet did not say. Neither did the review. <laughs> uh, the conversation I've been hearing around the book before I even received my gallery. I don't know who's saying this. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Dunham. Uh, was about its resonance within our current political climate—one that is so focused on issues of women's consent, control, and, and intersectionality. She says, mm,
0: "I don't trust her, to leaving use that term. leaving
1: me to wonder what book she'd read." Yeah, here's <laughs> they're the, like, "Bitch, what? Here's the
0: deal?" Like, I, I believe that Lena Dunham is well-meaning. I also believe that she is extremely misguided. She also, I don't think
1: cares enough to investigate further beyond her white feminism. No, Maybe
0: there's she, something more that she could be a part of. I think it's like she is. Like, that's the thing. I think she thinks she is. I just think she's extremely tone deaf. Yeah. Like, she doesn't understand it. And there was a really interesting article written by someone, and I, I can't remember, so we'll, we can go into that, you know, deeper in another episode, but it was written by someone who had, a black woman who had gone to school with Lena Dunham mm. in one of those, like, prestigious schools, and mm-hmm. she talked about it as being hipster racism where you're dealing with these people who are like, they think they're really progressive because they're from like an artistic upper Manhattan neighborhood of like yep. really hippie progressive yep. parents and so they think that they're like really enlightened and liberal but really there's so much classism and with yeah. it racism going on yes. that they can't even see and they think that they're enlightened so they think that they can like do things like say the n-word and like it's yeah. okay because they're, you know, yeah they're with it and it's like <sighs> there, that kind of racism and or just tone deafness bothers me more than the Hicks that I went to high school with. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that shit bugs me even more. I, yeah, I can <laughs> see that. So because I'm just like because they're fucking claiming, know better because they claiming to be woke. They yeah, woke. don't claim it. Don't claim it if you can't carry the torch. Don't claim yep. it if you're not showing up. You know, I'm not yep. into it. Anyway, that That's- was my mini Lena Dunham rant. <laughs> That's pretty much all I have this
1: week. So I'm just gonna let you because I know you have a lot, so I'm we just gonna keep got letting you some go. Stuff.
0: Okay. Um well this one's really exciting, and there's actually more about this that we can get into in another episode, possibly. Yay! But for now, I just wanted to address it because it just happened. Desiree Linden just became the first American woman to win the Boston Marathon in three decades. Yes. So this happened yesterday. Yes. Um, and this is from Time. This is from the Time article by Jennifer Kalfas. Um, The drought is over for American women at the Boston Marathon. Desiree Desi Linden, 34, won the Boston Marathon and became the first American woman to win the women's race since Lisa Larson Winden- Weidenbeck did so in 1985 after pulling away from a competitive field and battling unusually cold, wet, and windy conditions. The win marked redemption for Lyndon, who performed in the elite field at Boston throughout her career and lost the 2011 Boston Marathon title by just two seconds. And I guess she's a two-time Olympian. Um, This is just, like, it's really exciting. It's the first time in, what year was that? Since 1985? That's crazy. So it's been a really, really long time since a woman yeah, has won the Boston Marathon. So hell yeah, I just wanted to shout that out and That's amazing. girl power to you. Yeah. I just remembered that
1: before I came over here, I got an alert on my phone that Barbara Bush had passed away. Oh, yeah. I saw that too. Um, her husband may not be the best. Her son may not be the best. Um, She may not be the best. She may not be the best. But it's but worth mentioning. I think it's worth mentioning. And, you know, it's still a life lost. And they were still an influential part of our country, whether that be in a good way or a bad way. Right.
0: The Bushes are an American legacy.
1: Yep. And- As a matriarch of one of America's political dynasties, yeah. the Washington Post states. Yeah, she was very much a part of the public eye. She was seen by many as kind of like the grandmother of our country for a while. She just had this grandmother kind of look to her. She seemed
0: like a nice lady. I yeah, mean, she I don't seemed, really have a lot of... Like, right. I just
1: think it's so worth, you know, recognizing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to say along with that, but No, I what, to mention, what I meant, what
0: I was saying was, like, I don't have a lot of disdain for her. Like, there's... I, yeah. I, I don't feel strong negative feelings towards Barbara yeah. Bush. like i think she's she's probably a lovely lady you know i yeah. know people have very strong maybe feelings maybe a little
1: about, maybe a little blind to issues of course. concerning her son and husband but you know yeah. yeah yeah mother
0: isn't yeah of course but that's you know anytime that happens of course my heart goes out to the family like that's yeah. it's a tough thing you yeah. know yeah, stuff, I was talking to about my
1: one. I was talking about my grandma passing away today and it was just like it's weird. It's been like 13 years and it still like mm-hmm. hits hard it, sometimes. It still when hurts think about it, it. still
0: hurts, you know. And so like regardless of whatever flaws we're all flawed. We all have issues. Yep. You know, but your family is your family and that's going to hurt always. So uh-huh. my heart does break. I mean, she had children, she had grandchildren who were Mourning her right now. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Even like
1: great grandchildren, I
0: think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So R.I.P. Barbara Bush. Alright. I just want to mention that real yeah, quick. Yeah, it needed to be mentioned. On. I'm glad you did. Okay. I'm glad you did. So there's one more thing, and then I'll close with kind of a well, neither one of these are particularly good. Um <laughs> so a white nationalist is Ooh. now the front runner in the GOP primary in Paul Ryan's district. So, <laughs> Yeah. So Paul Ryan, who is the Speaker of the House currently, but he has announced that he will not be running for re-election. can't imagine why. His life mm-hmm. must have been so easy. Mm-hmm. Although he did just kind of like walk in, light the shit on fire by getting like Donald Trump in there and then being mm-hmm. like, deuces, I'm out. You know, yep. like, which is pretty shitty. Yep. But these are great. Is, this is from the Vice article. It says, long shot candidate and self-described Pro white politician, Paul <sighs> Nealon, is now the leading Republican to take over Ryan's Wisconsin seat. Guys! Now that the current Speaker of the House is not running for re election.
1: Ne- Guys! I know.
0: White supremacists go back into hiding. No, they're out and proud now. I know.
1: Go back into hiding. Go back to being ashamed of yourself. You can't stick that shit back in. Once it's popped, it's popped. Remember when you had to, like, hide the fact that you were a Nazi? Go fucking back to that. Yeah. Don't fucking run for public office, Those you asshole. were good times. Doesn't that right? feel like a long time ago? When you ago? could pretend that you weren't a Nazi? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good
1: times. Fucking great. And fucking Nazis weren't running rampant around the I mean, country. they were, but at
0: least they knew better than to be proud right? of it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Come on
1: now. I mean, don't be a Nazi at all. But, like, don't fucking run for office of any kind. Don't try to lead shit. Don't say you're pro white. Don't try to run shit. You know what I mean? I'm not a Nazi, but I am pro white. Like, no! I
0: I just really like white people. Fuck you, man. You know. Fuck you. Sorry, Um, continue. I cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. Neilan incited international outrage in February when he tweeted a photo of Prince Harry's fiance, Meghan (gasps) Markle, with an image of a dark-skinned prehistoric human known as Cheddar Man. I posted about Cheddar Man on my personal Facebook page. So Cheddar Man is a, the oldest, I think it's the oldest human remains that they have found. It's, like, prehistoric human okay, remains. this is kind of ringing bells. Continue. Yeah, in England. Yes. And when they did all the testing on it, they discovered that, you you know, this is England. They would have thought it would have looked a certain way. Yes. But he was black. So he was black. Yes, I remember he this. He had okay. blue eyes. Yeah. But he, like, naturally blue eyes, but he was a black man, like, yeah. darker than me, considerably. Yeah. like, looked black. And, um, so... This fucking guy. he fucking
1: compared Meghan Markle to he, the Cheddar Man.
0: He did. What a he did. Fucking he asshole. posted the pictures alongside and tweeted, "Honey, does this tie make my face look pale?" What? He's just. What does that even fucking mean, asshole? I I don't know. I don't know people unless he's trying to say that that's that that is what she looks like. Cut your
1: racist fucking bullshit. I don't care what it means. Your argument makes no sense. Well, to
0: Twitter's benefit, the uh, racist tweet prompted Twitter to permanently ban Nealon. Yeah. Though it wasn't the first time he'd drawn criticism on the platform. In January, he posted a list of his critics and claimed most of them were Jewish. He also used the hashtag... It's okay to be white, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That's like feminism is cancer. I just don't understand it. It's okay to be white. Like, no fucking kidding, dude. Like, (laughs) no kidding. Really? Tell me more. You can go back to any time in history, should we have had a time machine, and be fucking okay. We know it's okay to be white.
1: Yeah, it's funny because, like, I'll talk about, like... Really loving, like, parts about the time that, like, my mom grew up. You know, she grew up in the 50s, graduated high school in 1969. Very exciting time. A lot of shit happened, and I'm always like, "Oh man, I wish I could like go back there." And Chris is like, "I'm good." <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, and I think we all I remember because I loved that time period. Yeah. Uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. in yeah. Particular, I my wall was covered with starlets from that time. Like I yeah. cut out pictures, and it was all over my. We well, were a little pinup girl. It was my favorite. Time, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I loved that stuff, all that vintage stuff. And I remember the first time it hit me whenever I was, like, in middle school where I was just, like, I tried to make all these, like justifications in ways that it would be okay if I was living in that time frame. And then I really came to the conclusion that I was just like, no, actually, it would be really fucking awful for me. Mm-hmm. And if I was part of an interracial family, it would be really fucking awful for our whole family mm-hmm. if, I, if I lived in 1955. So we yeah. romanticize the past in this way, and right. it's like... But well, yeah, the best shitty? <laughs> the best way that I've heard described
1: when someone's like, "Oh, I really love the 50s or whatever," is if you just add like, "I really love the 50s aesthetic. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that sound.
0: Wine. Um, yes, that is true. Like, you know, so I'm good. I can yeah. still I can still put rollers in my hair and wear a cute vintage dress in 2018. I'm good. I'm good, know? yeah. No, I just think but it's... But I, I do understand, and I understand the idea that it's, like, a simpler time and all of that That sort of... Yeah,
1: and, you know, the music and the way that, you know, people went out dancing on Saturday night and, yeah, you know, things like that. No smartphones,
0: no technology. Yeah, that, I mean, so.
1: for me, that era of music from, like, the 50s... I mean, before that with Judy Garland, but especially, like, the 50s through the 60s are, like... That's the music that I kind of grew up with and love listening mm-hmm. to and... I wish I could, you know, go and, like, do the twist. And, like, well, you
0: can. We live in L.A. There are, that's true. like, that's swing true. clubs everywhere. Um, but sorry, to get back on this. So he he used that hashtag, it's okay to be white, and then he he was dubbed an outraged artist, I guess, by, like, people on Twitter. Mm. Like, he was just doing it to get yeah. attention. Yeah. Um, Breitbart, which previously supported Neilan has since cut all ties with the candidate due to his... Clearly anti-Semitic and white nationalist comments. Oh, you don't say. If Breitbart is cutting you off for being too much of a Nazi, are you kidding? You are above and beyond (laughs) Nazi level if Breitbart is willing to be like... That's a fucking problem. Shut it fucking down. Um, Fucking problem. So, yeah, that guy might be our new... (laughs) He he will be running, so... um, Yay. In Wisconsin, so just something to look forward to. And, um... The last thing that I really have here is, and I know you brought it up when you came in, is the Starbucks incident. Yep. So do you know anything about how that started? Former partner right here. Don't know shit. Educate me. So this is what happened. In Philadelphia, I believe, yeah. In Philadelphia last week, there was a, or this week I think the video went viral, or end Mm -hmm. of last week, a video went viral of these two black men being arrested in a Starbucks. Maybe I have seen that video or heard of that. Um, I have a really hard time watching videos like that anymore. Like yeah. Because they just make me like, yeah. super upset. No, I don't watch shit. I just read about it. Yeah, so here's what happened. Here's the skinny. Here's what went down. Okay. So these two black guys went into a Philadelphia Starbucks Uh to meet a friend. They were gonna a friend was gonna meet them there, and then they were gonna do whatever they were gonna do. So they went in, they asked to use the restroom. The manager said the restrooms for paying customers only. So they were just like, okay, whatever, and sat down. And they were just sitting down, they didn't order anything. They were just sitting down waiting for their friend to arrive. I guess this manager decided that they looked suspicious. In some way, and called the police. What the fuck? And had them arrest... The police put them in cuffs, like, took them into custody. What? They were just sitting there. They weren't doing anything. Yeah, they literally weren't doing anything. On what fucking grounds, man? I don't... They... I don't know. I mean, hold on. I might have written down what they technically were arrested for. Um, I mean,
1: having worked there, we have this man who I'm pretty sure was homeless, who would, like, be stealing stuff. And it's not like the first time it ever happened. We were like, oh, my God. Like, people were kind of like, okay, we think if stealing. If they were stealing things, I think that's different, right. though. But, like, even then, it was kind of like it wasn't this immediate, like, oh, my God. And, I mean, we, we had people come in all the time who would be waiting for somebody and then usually there was a paying customer in there somewhere and even if not well we were usually so busy anyways that we couldn't even tell like
0: i i work at starbucks almost every day like whenever you, i'm editing oh, for a second
1: i thought you were like no, you work at Starbucks. no I like
0: what? i when I, I go to work and then on my lunch break yeah yeah i'll either be doing research or writing or editing at starbucks like that's usually what i do i usually order something small just to like have something while I'm working. Yeah. But there are other people there who are on their laptops who are just working. Yeah. Who aren't ordering anything. Yeah. And I think that she said that they were trespassing. I think that's what she said. But, like, that's just crazy. But they literally weren't people doing people that are anything. there
1: all the time just using that space. No, it,
0: it's truly... It's I mean, a made-up reason, honestly. Yeah, it's a made-up yes. reason. Like, there's there's no reason. And there was this woman who, or was it a woman, the person who filmed it, uh-huh. it was interesting because she spoke out and said, like, yeah, I had friends even who came up to me and were like, well, what really happened? Like, surely mm-hmm. more happened than than you caught on film or, like, we're missing part of the story. They had to have been doing something. And she's like, nope. And she's like, no, they literally weren't doing Anything. They were yeah. just sitting there. But being black and male is enough to make them suspicious. Yep. And um, so they they ended up being put into custody. And they were like, we're just waiting for our friend. And while it was happening, while the police were there, their friend yeah. came in and was like, really? what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And obviously, uproar ensued. Yeah. And in response to that, because there's been a lot of, you know, protesting outside of that Starbucks. So the, the woman, the manager, was... Fired, or I'm not actually sure if she was fired. She no longer is employed there, is what yeah. I read. I mean, she and could, they,
1: she could get a job at another
0: Starbucks. They depending. said it was mutual, like
1: it was I'm a mutual sure. decision for them That's what you let her to say when a fucking breakup. When you're in middle
0: school, you're like, oh yeah, we. It was, it was, it was mutual. And we I'm both sorry. Decided. I'm want it to be mutual I want to know you fired her yeah like what do you mean you like had a conversation and both mutually decided like it shouldn't have been that no it should have been like like you're fucking fired leave yeah you're fired because you did something like not really cool shitty. Yeah. yeah well the police shouldn't have responded
1: that way anyways No. But also you have to know that like there are a lot of corrupt cops out there you kind of know what you're getting in- yourself into by claiming what you think is happening when you know it's not right happening, i mean you know?
0: and and not in defense of those cops because i don't know and i do think it's pretty shitty that they didn't try to like mediate the situation they right. just immediately came in and put him in handcuffs yeah but what did she say to them that made them right. think that they were doing exactly.
1: She may have possibly
0: said said that more. they were doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, yeah. So were they taken into custody? And in the whole no charges were filed, but they were taken into custody. The fuck? Yeah, it's can you and imagine like, that ruins people's lives too? I don't know. I just like it's. Oh. Well, I mean it. It yeah. It definitely clouds your. It puts this, like, rain cloud over your life. It makes you more suspicious right. of everything. It makes yeah. you feel unsafe. When you were just trying to, like, live your life, meet your friend, you know, it's just really... fucking Starbucks. Yeah, it's really we're upsetting. Done. And... In response to it, though, Starbucks has said that they will close 8,000 company-owned stores in the United States for one afternoon in May. I don't have the date here, but it is an I think in May. I heard May 29th. It's May 20-something, I yeah. I think that's what I heard. Um, So don't try and get your Starbucks on whatever day that is. Look yeah. it up, because we didn't. Um, I'm pretty
1: sure it was May, because we I was talking about a dinner with my bosses, and the little boy at Nanny 4 was like, but... Not May 30th, right? Because that's my friend's birthday. They're like,
0: no, honey. And like, not that he's going to be going to Starbucks anyways. Like, <laughs> I mean, whoever's birthday that is, what a bummer for them because you get free shit on your birthdays. So. True that. Um, Well, actually, they give you a few days to use it. So I mean, it's like a five-year-old boy. So. Um, <laughs> but Starbucks says it will close 8,000 company-owned stores in the United States for one afternoon to educate employees about racial bias. Yep. The racial bias training will be provided on May 29th. There yep. it is. To about 175,000 workers. That is something that I
1: can definitely say for Starbucks is that, for the most part, they are a company with a lot of integrity. Mm -hmm. And especially... They own up to their shit. Up to their shit. And especially in the store that I worked for, there were all different types of people mm-hmm. that worked there and it was a place of like really great community. You know, like I and, had yeah little tussles with certain coworkers every now and again who were just very different than me and we just weren't each yeah, other's click tea. with everybody. Exactly. Never any like issues. But what I love is the respect that's kind of encouraged and built a lot of times in that community. And it's it's great. Like it makes yeah. me feel so good. I remember once this guy came in with a Make America Great again hat on and i'm like looking around the the room of the people that i'm working with i think i was the only white person there like my manager is well we have like a manager in training who's hispanic our manager is from japan there was a black gay man (laughs) actually we had two black gay men working there and like um Another, I think he was Filipino. And I was just looking around the room and I was like, my God, like you are outnumbered here, buddy. Because like, we've like, I've got this whole like, well, he's, outnumbered. he's outnumbered in general. I remember I was at Right, that- but I'm like, what the fuck? And it just made me, but it also just made me look around because like, it's offensive to me and makes me upset. I can only imagine how heartbreaking it is for the, for the other people that I was working with. Not that they would let it affect them at work or things like that, but like, it's, I don't know. It just made me mad because I didn't want him to show
0: that hat near them. I wanted to protect them in some yeah. way. I mean, to me, like, speaking as, like, you know, a minority, to me, that stuff is jarring. It's definitely jarring. Yeah. Like, I remember, I, I was at the Vons, actually, right by your house. I saw a truck that had a Trump sticker on it. Mm-mm. And I remember just being like, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Again, like, we are what we are, your political views are what they are, but in Burbank, California, it is so jarring. Like I yeah. was just like you, just not expecting to see it, and so then yeah. you see it, and you're like, "Oh, whoa!" And yeah. I saw another truck, or it might have been no, it was another truck that had a, truck. had a Confederate truck, had Confederate I've seen Confederate flags a lot, and I'm like, "Are you you're in California, dude? You're fucking dense, man! What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like if I see that's a daily occurrence if I'm in Missouri, like that's daily, like that's on yeah. stuff all over the place, like yeah, that's, that is just part of like life yeah. in the South, but here I'm just like, what are you doing? Like what are you doing? Yep. Um Agreed. It's very jarring. It is it's
1: it's strange. It's but strange. I love when I think I see Make America Great Again and then I go closer and it says like make America gay again or something yes, and I'm like, Yes
0: Me too. But when it's, I went to that when I went to that anti-gun rally, the one that happened right after And they're wearing parking, red hats
1: you get scared.
0: No yeah it's it, it's scary. <laughs> Like, because we there was somebody who had a hat like that. It said like make America safe again. Yeah. But we were on the other side and all of us were like, did that guy just show up here in a Make yeah. America Great Again hat? And it did scare us because we were at an anti-gun rally and we're yeah. like, what is this guy going to pull? Yeah. Like, we were concerned. Literally, what is he going to
1: yeah, pull? Precisely. Yeah, precisely.
0: But yeah, then we got close and we're like, oh, I get it, but... Also, don't worry. Like Anthony bought me whenever um, before the election happened when John Oliver was selling those hats. Yeah, and like, he had like a make Make Donald Trump again, and then there was another one that was red. Yeah, that looked like a Make America Great Again hat. He got me the blue one. Yeah, I was gonna he was, say like, get it in a different color, he was, like, man. I didn't want I didn't want people to think that you were wearing a Make America Great Again. It <laughs> just confuse people. Be like, wait, what? <laughs> Okay, so it says Starbucks says the training will be developed with guidance from experts, including former Attorney General Eric Holder, Sherilyn Eiffel, the president of the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, and Jonathan Greenblatt, CEO of the Anti Defamation League, will also help design the program. I like as it. will executives from the Equal Justice Initiative and demos, the progressive think tank. The experts will also review the effectiveness of the training, Starbucks says. I like so, that. I mean, it sucks that this happens. It sucks that people are But shitty. how how great is it
1: that we are now taking something like that and trying to make... We have a good response
0: here. Yes. Yeah, we have a good response here. I like it that this company just saw it and they said, you know what? This is an issue. We're going to address the issue. Yeah. They didn't try and like skirt around it. They didn't try and say, well, this is an isolated incident. Yeah. They didn't try and cover it up. They said, you know what? This is a problem and yeah. it's symptomatic of a bigger problem and we're going to do something about it, I agree. which is really, really cool. So, um, that's all I have for news-wise. Well,
1: I have something that I'm very excited about. It's not news. I have our very first sister solidarity story. Okay, awesome. Tell I me. really, 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 really want you guys to start sending these in. It doesn't have to be anything grand. I finally just reached out to my mom, and I was like, maybe if you kickstart it, kick it, maybe people will, like, understand it better and want to be, like, sending stories in. And so she, again, was struggling dressing out like, oh my God, what am I going to send? And I just said, just send something that makes you feel good. Something simple, you know? So this is the email that she sent us. Hi, Keegan and Madigan. I'm finally getting around to sending in my sister solidarity moment slash moments. Here goes. My favorite times are spent with my gal pals, old or new. There's not much to compare to sitting around in comfy clothes, drinking wine, usually from a box because it's cheap and having (laughs) much and yeah and having munchies while sharing happy and sad stories with friends and like your podcast i always learn something new and laugh my butt off i have a brother and some guy friends and they are fun but never could i share the share those never could i share these guys probably with these guys like i share with my gals they are the best i hope this email encourages other listeners to send in their solidarity stories and continue to rage on in Aww. all caps Liz, Thanks, Liz. Liz H.
0: Thank you, Liz. That's wonderful. That's exactly what we're looking for. Exactly. I told her, I'm like, just be like, hey, I had a
1: really great conversation with my sister this week. She always makes me feel better. You know, anything like that. Yeah. And um, so that's our our first one. And I really, guys, please, uh, neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Yeah. Send them in. Send them through direct message on Instagram. Post something and tag us or use the hashtag Sister Solidarity. We check it. Yeah. Um, I would love for this to keep going because I really do want to grow a community of listeners that feel like we have each other's backs. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And have a place
1: a safe place for people to go and discuss whatever they want to discuss or ask questions or get things off their chest and just have a really safe place. And I think this is going to be a really good way for us to do that. So thanks, Mom.
0: Totally. Thank you, Liz. Um, So I just have a couple other things to bring up before we wrap this thing up. I know it's been a long mini episode, but we had a lot to say. Yeah. It's it's fine. So one thing that I wanted to bring up along the same uh, line as the Sister Solidarity stories, hopefully you're all still with us at the end of this episode. Madigan and I really feel like it's important to celebrate and honor Mothers, speaking of your mom. Agreed. Um, so we really, really want to do a Mother's Day episode. But as neither of us are mothers... Wait, I didn't tell you?
1: Oh my god, no. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, as neither of us are mothers, we thought it would be a really cool idea to have listeners submit to us your motherhood stories. Yep. And it can be anything. It can be the joy of being a mother. It can be the trials of being a mother. Things that yeah. you found difficult things you were scared of, you know, whenever you yeah. learned that you were going to be a mother. And if you're not a mom and you have stories about your, your mom, mothers, yeah. we totally want to hear that too. Yeah, absolutely. So please, please email us or mm-hmm. DM us Um, and we will read your stories because yeah. I would love to have one episode where we're just reading about You know, the wonderful women, the wonderful mothers or mother-like figures in your life. Right. Well, I was. this is the other thing I was
1: going to say because this is something that I feel around Father's Day a lot because I don't really have a relationship with him where it's kind of like an emptiness in a way where you're kind of like, oh, I can't be a part of this. Even if you just want to bring awareness to the fact that not everybody has you know, great mother figures Mm -hmm. or things like that in their lives. If you feel like you just need to send this to us so that you have someone seeing it and recognizing your struggle, I'm one hundred percent up for reading those here too. I think that, you know, again, with Sister Solidarity, we can all be each other's mothers in some way. You know, it's like that that womanly love that we can do that. Or tell us about the person
0: in your life who it maybe is filling that void for you, even if it's not your mother. Like, yeah. Because I know that some people don't have that relationship with their mom, but maybe they have that relationship with their friend's mom or someone yeah. else's mother or just a friend, you yep. know? Agreed. Um So send those to us at angryneighborhoodfeminist at Gmail or through Instagram is also good. At, Did you say at angryneighborhoodfeminist? Sorry, neighborhoodfeminist at Gmail or at angryneighborhoodfeminist on Instagram. Um, we are always happy to have those stories. So Mm -hmm. another thing I wanted to bring up, just because this is something I didn't realize, and I realized that other people in my life who are being supportive to the podcast didn't know, of Mm -hmm. course, because we didn't say it. Mm -hmm. Radio Public. So we get paid on Radio Public for, you know, every time you listen to an episode or at least listen to 30 minutes of any given episode. Yes. But it has to be on your mobile device. Oh. Yeah, it has to be through your app. So on the Radio Public app, um, iOS or, you know, Android, or Android or whatever, or whatever but it yeah. is a free app. And it's actually pretty great. I've been using it, you know. Yeah. And um, so if if you've been listening on desktop, we so appreciate that. That's what got us into the Indie Picks of the Week, which we were. Yeah. Um, Is from all of you guys listening on whatever platform you were yeah. listening. It's amazing. But if you, you want to help us
1: financially. <laughs> if you want to help us
0: financially, then listen on the Radio Public app yes. on your phone. And did we ever contact them about the search? For
1: that, because a listener let us know that she was having a hard time finding us on Radio Public.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you, you do, if you're searching for us on Radio Public, you do have to search your, your angry neighborhood feminist. Yeah. Or it should pop up after you're angry. But if you just search feminist, it won't come up for some reason. So we do need to reach out and talk to them about that. Yeah, but I don't just know why so you know is. if you're searching for it and you can't find it, that's why. Yeah. And then we have been, in like, just talking to the women over at Woman. We met them for dinner, and they're fantastic. They're so wonderful. And, you know, we're not getting ahead of ourselves or anything, but hopefully, like, there's a good relationship there. If nothing else, it's just awesome women supporting awesome women. Agreed. And so we just wanted to give them a more in-depth shout-out on this episode. So that is Woman, W-O-M-B-Y-I-N. Mm -hmm. And why they're named that, I kind of wrote this down. This is from their website, which is woman.com. It is womb, W-O-M-B, the place in which anything is formed or produced, the womb of time, the interior of anything, a celebration of life, and yin, Y-I-N, the female principle of the universe associated with earth, female, night, moon, lunar. And their mission is inspiring all women throughout all communities and in the arts to empower themselves and each other. And their vision, a collective collaborative of music, art, and photography by and for the wonder of all women. Yeah,
1: So they've got some great ideas. We feel so blessed to be invited into their world. On their radar at all. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we're just so blessed. We're so excited. And we hope that there's more and more to come from being in their lives and again like keegan said if anything more just from keeping them as great friends and yeah
0: yeah and definitely we just want to kind of spread that word yeah um, like definitely
1: check out their website and check out the artists on their page yeah uh jesse is one of the owners she's part of a, a girl band dina, called true violet, called true violet mm-hmm. thank you and dina is a photographer
0: And they're... Just really incredible, strong, empowering, inspiring women. Yeah, Yeah. just,
1: God, they're so, like, fun to listen to, talk, and just kind of, like, hear what they have to say. They're just such wonderful people. Yeah, it was great
0: having dinner with them because I felt like I am the queen of being really, really awkward and uncomfortable, like, in unknown situations, and... I never felt uncomfortable. It never felt like the conversation was forced or weird. It just felt very natural and like sitting with like people that you've known for a long time. For a long
1: time. Exactly. That's how I felt too. And it was just wonderful. And I'm hoping that more and more of these relationships can be built through this podcast. And I'm just like so thankful for everybody who reaches out to us and uh, lets us know that you're there. Because it just, the support really just feels like the warmest hug I could ever ask for. And Makes me feel better on a crappy day, and um it makes Keegan and I's you know little friendship grow even more and more, and it's fantastic. I'm so thankful for this whole process. So I just want to say that real Same.
0: quick. Well, I know that this is basically a full-length episode at this point, but we are so glad that you tuned in to listen, yeah. and I feel like there was a lot to say this episode, so yeah. thanks for sticking with us.
1: And I'm just going to remind you so my mom doesn't yell at me. Yes, thank you. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell well, people. Tell this is so important. Totally. Uh, go on iTunes and leave us a review. Give us some stars. Tell us we're cool. Tell other people you think we're cool.
0: If Whatever. you do, I mean. If you do. If you if don't, you don't make...
1: then just don't say anything. No, don't say anything. Don't say <laughs> bad things either, though. Shh, keep that a secret. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with that being said, we encourage you to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye-bye. Bye.